At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh boy, was this weekend a treat. The Dolphins pushed the Bills to the brink. The same can be said of the Ravens and Bengals. Trevor Lawrence somehow rebounds from down 27-0 in four interceptions to getting a win over the Chargers. And Daniel Jones caused the Vikings to lose their first one-score game of the season. It was a wild, wild card weekend. But wait, there's more. One more game still to come tonight between the Cowboys and Bucks. I'm Stormy Tony, alongside the one and only Matt Brown, who is... Jacket list today. It is for the listen, first time here, ever. Here's the dun, thing: dun, dun, we pull the we pull the curtain back here on this show, and it's it's toasty in the studio. Uh, yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have control over uh, the uh, climate thing. In, it's a little bit like a in sauna here. in yeah. here. And I will so say it, they've decided that today is going to be broken air conditioner day. <laughs> so here it is on a Monday, and I'm not going to sit here and by the end of the show just be sweating bullets. I'm going to start out casual. Deal with it, people. You're go- Meanwhile, yeah. I am in a turtleneck because yeah, yeah. I run cold. Every day I run cold. We'll see about so, hour two if you're if you're running how cold. How are feeling? I might have to yeah. pull the sleeves yeah, up we'll a little, a little bit here. Um, but uh, like I said, just a, a heck of a weekend. It was a ton of fun. Before we break down tonight's game, which we will um, at length, what was the biggest surprise for you this weekend? Because there were a lot of, of games that I think we largely expected to be blowouts that weren't. And then, obviously, the miracle with Jacksonville. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because, I mean, it's it's super easy, I think, to default to the Jacksonville thing. But that's actually not for me. It's it's more that Miami put up the fight that they put up with Skylar Thompson and all the drops that they had at the wide receiver position, all the stuff like that. I mean, they're, that had the makings of being pretty terrible. And instead, they they made that a really good game. And I was very, very surprised. And look, Skylar Thompson didn't light it up or anything like that. But the fact that that team kept it, you know, even – remotely close was really, really, really surprising to me. And honestly, a lot of that had to do with, with Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen did not play a very clean game in that game. And, and listen, I understand that Cincinnati's going up there now missing basically their entire offensive line, and that is going to be a big, big mm-hmm. deal for, for them. But Josh Allen's going to have to clean it up, man, because the one thing – Cincinnati's defense has been has been good and continues to be good. Now, of course, they lose another corner this past week as well. So, like, they're they're just going to be the walking wounded up there. But I think they are built to take even more advantage of mistakes mm-hmm. from Josh Allen than even the Dolphins were. And so, 
Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see. I mean, that was a that was a very very big surprise to me that they were even remotely close to in that game, especially considering they were down as big as they were. Yeah, um, no question. Yeah. Can't argue with you there. And uh, Bills teasers died <laughs> everywhere, um, including my own, which I was not very pleased with. But other than that, I mean, largely if you were I watching know what the that show, feels like because I um I won every single bet that I made. Uh, this yeah, I don't that know. That was my one loser. So that's what I, I was going to say. I don't know what say. it feels like. It's just I'm, I know all of this is so great. If I'm surprised were, the lights are still on <laughs> in, these, in, in these places. I know. If you were watching or listening to the show last week, I hope you followed along with us because it was a very, very profitable weekend. Like if all of the NFL playoffs go as well as Wild Card Weekend did, then we'll be, then they will, yes. they really will be turning the lights <laughs> off over here because you'll just be cashing in so much. Um, also on the show today, like I said, a great two hours ahead where we're going to get into each one of the Wild Card Weekend games, uh, the numbers and lines that are set already for the divisional round coming up in about 30 minutes. Rotowire senior analyst Nick Whalen is going to join the show, give his thoughts on the NFL postseason. Also a couple of games still to tip off later on this evening in the NBA. Then in hour two, sports betting Hall of Famer odds maker here at the South Point, Vinny Maiulo, is going to join us on the desk like he does every Monday. But tonight, the action continues with Super Wild Card Weekend on a Monday. Cowboys visiting the Buccaneers in a rematch of week one. Dallas doesn't want to think about that game because they scored a season mm -hmm. low three points. And it was at the end of that game we saw Dak Prescott injure the thumb that ended up holding him out for about five weeks. Meanwhile, Tom Brady on the other side has never lost to the Cowboys in his career, 7-0 all time. But if this number holds, this will be the first time in Brady's career that he has been a home underdog in the postseason. How's this one play out? Yeah, this one is trending towards three um, in favor of the Cowboys. Actually, as we're sitting here, just flashes to three at DraftKings right now. There are expensive two-and-a-halves. Still available out there, but it uh, looks like before this is all said and done, this is going to end up on three for Dallas. Might ping pong back and forth, of course, people trying to play both sides here, but uh, 45 and a half is the total. 146 is available out there if you are looking to play an under situation in this game. I mean, listen, Dak, first it, first quarterback in NFL history to lead or, or co-lead in interceptions despite missing five games oh, tied with, with Davis Mills with 15. Now, they did kind of break down some of these picks, and if you do look at the situations that the picks were thrown in, it does at least soften the blow a tad. There were several that were on third and like super long, where it was like a 100% throwing situation. There were a couple that were on like second and 18 plus yards and things like that. So, you know, throwing downs, obvious throwing situations, the defense knows what's coming, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe all of them weren't as bad as we were, you know, as as we were thinking, but still a lot of picks no matter no matter how you look at it. And, you know, that's going to be something that is could be the turning point in this game. I mean, one of the very big things about this game is the fact that you're getting Jensen back on the offensive line. Now, to what extent for the Bucs, I don't really know, but even if that is a even if that is a fraction of a second longer that Tom Brady has to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen this offense look at least a little bit better over the last few weeks. That was without, obviously, their best offensive lineman, who now comes back, apparently took a bunch of first-team reps all week long, so this is not just kind of like, oh, activated and throwing him mm -hmm. out there type deal. So, I mean, the guy got in reps with the first team. Now, how effective he's going to be after being out all season long, that is to be determined, but he is one of the better offensive linemen in the league, certainly their best offensive lineman that they have left, to throw out there, and if anything, maybe can help on the run side mm -hmm. of things because this team has not been able to do anything on the ground basically all season long. They got super, super pass happy, and they had to out of necessity, right? I mean, they got super pass happy out of necessity. Does that change even with him out there? So I, I do think that that development is is something we're going to either see very, very positively benefit the Bucks, or he's just not the same and it doesn't make any sort of any sort of difference. Yeah, but whatsoever. I mean, you remember what a huge deal that was day two of training camp in the preseason that Ryan Jensen goes down. And it was like, that was what was making news all mm -hmm. over the NFL because of what a significant piece to the puzzle he is for that Bucks offensive line. Um, and speaking to the Dak Prescott interceptions, just to go back to that real quickly, he's only had two games all season long where he hasn't thrown one. And because mm -hmm. of that, you're seeing his prop for tonight's game, juice to high heaven, minus 175 to throw a pick tonight. And the over is one of the most bet props on DraftKings because everybody foresees that to be the case with Dak. I mean, it's been a storyline all season mm -hmm. long for him. And I know situationally, like you mentioned, maybe not as bad as we thought, but still only two games all year yeah. that you've played. You haven't Seriously. thrown one. And and I think there's a correlated play here too. If if you're on the Bucks tonight, and if you think the Bucks are, and if you even think that there's a chance that the Bucks 
role in this game, then a correlated play certainly would be Dak throwing a pick mm-hmm. because a couple of different things come into play there. One, certainly if the Bucks are rolling, they probably were the beneficiary of a turnover somewhere along the way as it is anyway. Two, if they get up big, then Dallas has to abandon the run. They just go to throwing the ball all over the place. And, of course, we know if you're dropping back and throwing all the time, much more likelihood of, a, of, an, of an interception happening. Secondly, also the defense just knows what you're doing. And mm-hmm. so they if they know that you're going to pass every single down, then it is much, much easier also to come up with a pick. So I do think if you are on the side of, hey, wrong team favored here, mm-hmm. this should be the Bucs, I think the Bucs are going to roll, then I think that you can make a correlated play with an interception on Dak Prescott. See, I don't necessarily think that the Bucs are going to roll, but I do mm-hmm. like them more than I feel like I initially would. If you if mm-hmm. you would have given me this this game in this line three weeks ago, I yeah. would not have felt the way that I do. But what I ended up the way I ended up playing this game was I teased the Bucks up to nine, and I did a same game teaser with the total because mm-hmm. I love those yeah. lately. I just I can't get I can't yeah. get it. But they've been profitable for me True. largely when I've done them and over thirty nine and a half because I do think that points. I've heard a lot of people saying that points were going to be at a premium in this game, and I just really don't see it that way. The Dallas defense has taken a step back lately. They've allowed 27.2 points per game their last five, um, allowed a rookie in Sam Howell to have a passing and rushing touchdown. Now you've got Tom Brady with, uh, I mean, his center that he's been missing to help give him that little bit of extra time. I, I could see Tom going over his passing yards in this game too, um, but a vulnerable Cowboy secondary, I think there could be points on both sides. And, I mean, aside from this past week, with the Cowboys and their very first week of the season, they've been one of the highest scoring offenses in the league, fourth in the NFL this year. And if you, I mean, if you played it last night in the Ravens Bengals, didn't matter which way you play, everything, mm-hmm. all four, all four different ways that you could have played it hit. So whether you had, whether you had uh, the over, the under, or Cincinnati, or or the Ravens, either one, and they they all they all hit. So I mean, that's. I kind of I get in these island games. I'll mix it up, you know. I'll get in on it every now and then as well. I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world for sure. I mean, for me, I just have two different teasers still waiting to get home. Bucks plus eight and a half. Of course, I'd have the worst of it because at this point, the the three showed back up. I could have gotten nine, but um, I, I feel pretty good about that. I mean, it, I think that there is a path certainly for the Cowboys winning at margin, which would be this offensive line really just doesn't hold up at all. And and, and Brady, you know, listen. For everything that he still does well, the one thing Brady, he's not really a playmaker anymore, right? I mean, like, he pocket collapses, he just kind of falls down, he self-sacks, all the different things like that. I mean, like, there's there's none of that. And so if Micah Parsons has a day and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can't get anything going, I, I mean, they could win at margin for sure. He's been getting the ball out so incredibly quick. I'm not too incredibly worried about yeah. that. But, I mean, listen, last night – Burrow's only second to him as far as getting the ball out quick, and we saw that it once those linemen went down for them, that, that there was pressure all over on him, over him again. So I mean, I don't know. I that's kind of the only way I see the Cowboys really winning at margin is if the offensive line just completely collapses and Brady's not able to do what he's been able to do, you know, the majority of the season. So I I, I like the Bucks teaser leg here. I think it's pretty good. Of course, as we know, you can always roll them into you know mm-hmm. the following week if you haven't. You don't want to play kind of the same game one like we were talking about. You can roll it into to next week as well, where we do have the Chiefs as eight-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. favorites. You could take that down to two-and-a-half. You have the Eagles at seven-and-a-half-point favorites. You could take down a point-and-a-half if you wanted to do that. Yeah, the total in this game is set at 45-and-a-half, and not to say that it will go over, but all five so far this wild-card weekend have. So keep that in your back pocket. Well, we are going to step aside, but when we come back, we'll get into some of the matchups that are already set. The winner of this Cowboys-Bucks game gets the San Francisco 49ers, how they got it done against Seattle despite being down a point at halftime. All that and more as Visa and Final Countdown rolls along. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the props. Don't miss out. This is a limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today and sign up for just $9.99 to become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Here we are sitting here. A, a Again, it doesn't mean sharp money. Just sometimes mean big money but over at <laughs> over at over at MGM someone just bet 480k on the under okay on the under i don't like it that's a it's a, it's a lot of money that's a lot of money yeah, i don't like it a lot of money uh when i was on so this weekend i was on um Brent Musburger's countdown mm-hmm. to kick off doing the little preview and he was of course asking me about the San Francisco 49ers because I was decked out in bright red and um what i said in that game was that i understand that a lot of money is coming in on Seattle in this mm. spot, but I wouldn't call it smart money because of yeah. that reason. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. Um, and then look at what ended up happening. And that was a really interesting game. Um, we talked in the first block about Cowboys Bucks winner gets the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round coming up this weekend. And San Francisco had a slow start to this one. Mm-hmm. And I was screaming at the TV. I believe it. Like crazy. <laughs> um, as a fan, as somebody who was highly invested in San Francisco, minus nine and a half. As somebody who also had the minus three in a few teasers mm-hmm. and in a money line parlay. I just needed a lot of things going San Francisco. And they were down a point at halftime and not looking to the caliber of a, of a type of team that you would think was eyeing a Super Bowl yeah. run here. And then they ended up just turning it on in the second half. 41-23, your final total does go over 49ers cover any number that you could have gotten. And Brock Purdy looked extremely impressive, in my opinion, in the second half. Yeah, I, you know, listen, this is kind of a hat tip, really, to all of the, even the, all the teams that lost. And, I mean, I guess you could even, even say the Chargers or whatever, but, I mean, all the teams that lost, I mean, none of the games were just complete snoozers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, even though this one did get out of hand late, it was, like you said, I mean, it was a completely different game at mm-hmm. halftime. They were, they looked like they were super, super competitive. Like, this was going to be a game that maybe they could even, you know, com- compete to pull an upset. But it just the better team. I mean, you know, look, they're just better players. Mm-hmm. It's just better team one, better players one, more play, like, just infinitely more playmakers on that San Francisco team. Um, there were a couple of moments in that first half where I think probably people were scratching their head and saying, oh, is this the game where Purdy turns into a pumpkin? I think a little bit. But then in the second half, and I think this goes to this coaching staff as well, just how incredible they have been with everything, just how you can take this guy that, again, wasn't expected to play a snap all season long and and put together this win streak and, and win a playoff game and all these different things. And, and even when mm-hmm. adversity was there, as you mentioned, I mean, you go into – you 
go into this game thinking you're going to roll, and it didn't turn out that way at the beginning, right? And he was able to deal with all that. It was, it really was. It was super, super impressive. But at the end of the day, you just got these guys that get the ball in their hands, and it's just like, it's just crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you have these guys that, like a Debo Samuel, like his Christian McCaffrey, then you have a tight end in Kittle that when he gets the ball, it's just like you're not tackling him first, like the first time, right? I mean, it's just not happening. Just, there's so many different guys. And now is that to say that this they're going to be able to play like that in the first half and always – I mean, it's, Seattle's a different animal, right? I mean, you can – Seattle's defense is terrible, right? And so being able to, to come back and do that on a Seattle – is certainly completely different than maybe any of these other teams left in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. But like you said about the weapons, I mean, Debo mm -hmm. and CMC both with over 130 yards from scrimmage in this game. Um, Brock Purdy, another multiple touchdown outing. So if you were on that over one and a half touchdown prop, that cash, no problem. Um, but it, it ended up being a very fun game if you were on San Francisco, despite the beginning of that game where you're like, oh my gosh, okay, division rivalry, of course, there's going to be something here where Seattle's going to put up a fight. Um, ultimately, they end up getting the win and advance moving on. And, and I do, the, like, watching the way they played in that second half, Gave me and seeing the way other teams struggled. So mm. seeing the way a Buffalo struggled this weekend and seeing the way the Bengals struggled this weekend, like made me have that much more confidence potentially that San Francisco could go on to make a Super Bowl type of a run. And then those props, uh, those MVP props mm. you were talking about, whether it be mm. CMC or Kittle or Debo, are looking real good. Yeah, I I look at this and that's why I'm super interested. And we'll we'll talk about the matchups moving forward. But I mean, super interested to see what Jalen Hurts looks like. <laughs> for the Eagles this coming week, because if he looks like that shoulder is still hurting him, then I think for sure, you know, like it's not even a question. I think right now we could, we could debate who, who is the favorite in the NFC, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because the Eagles for what it's worth, really great defense, really solid offensive line. We know they also have playmakers, the wide receivers. I mean, like there, there is a lot of similarities, right? Between these two teams, but if one quarterback's healthy and one's not, yeah. I think then that could certainly point us in the direction of which team is actually the favorite in the NFC. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, of course, dealing with a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. Probably pretty happy that his team did end up mm -hmm. getting that win to close out the regular season against a, a Giants team that rested their starters so they could earn that bye and get that top seed. Speaking of which, that is who they face here coming up this weekend. A seven-point favorite against the Giants who have yourself a day Daniel Jones with mm. what he was able to do in that win over the Vikings. 31-24, the final score there. And, and he stole the show. 24 of 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, and 78 yards on the ground. First quarterback in playoff history with a stat line like that. And uh, you cannot blame this loss on Kirk Cousins as much as you yeah. want to because of that fourth down play. Um, yes, that sucked. I mean, but on the on the day, he had a great performance. It's not his fault that the defense was terrible. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a typical, it really it was a typical Vikings game, right? Where the offense is able to perform, but the defense is not able to do anything to stop the other team and put up enough resistance for a good offensive day to to play out. And I mean, you you look at this and we will analyze the draft, you know, up and down. We know there's going to be three first-round quarterbacks, maybe four, and if somebody gets silly at the end, maybe even five, you know, first-round quarterbacks this year. But you take a look, and you start to look at these playoffs, right, and it's Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, like first-rounder, 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 first-rounder. You know, we, like, keep getting – it's – there, you wonder why these teams spend this incredible amount of draft capital and gamble all the time on these first-round quarterbacks, and it's because when you hit, it's such a big thing. And I know people were doubting Daniel Jones forever there in New York and wondering if he was actually going to be the guy. He was in such a horrible situation, and now you put him in with correct play calling, using utilizing his skill set as best as humanly possible. Very competent head coach that we think, you know, is going to be super legit moving forward mm -hmm. for this New York Giants team. And and you see him start to thrive and, and flourish a little bit with, by the way, a literally hodgepodge of wide receivers <laughs> that, like, nobody – I mean, seriously, like, imagine if he actually had real wide receivers as well. I mean, Well, if you're that's a, what I was funny. It's like yeah. Isaiah Hodges, Darius Slayton, you're like – who said that the Giants didn't have weapons? Because these guys are looking pretty darn good <laughs> yeah. this weekend all of a sudden. I mean, seriously, you just you look at this and you go, wow, if this guy actually had like yeah, one real. true for real. real wide receiver, you know, like what could this team actually look like? And, you know, I got to give it up here too in this game to, to Wink Martindale. I mean, you look at this, and this is a guy, if you've watched, if you have been paying attention at all to defensive coordinators over the last several years in the NFL, 
when he was with the Ravens, it was basically this dude just blitzed constantly, no matter what, every single situation humanly possible. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching this game and I'm like, why in the how how in the world are they at least not getting shots to Justin Jefferson? Like, what's going on? And I started paying more attention. And Wink Martindale, a guy who's like old, been in the league decades, like old dude, like we always hear this stuff about like, oh, these old guys setting their ways, never going to change. He was playing too high. He was playing some of this double, uh, like over-the-top stuff on Jefferson. He was not putting these corners in situations where they had to try and cover, you know, one of the five top best wide receivers in all the NFL in one-on-one situations. And what did it do? It worked. And it was like it was so cool to see a guy that was just known as every single play. Like, he's just bringing the house. He's going to come every single time. He didn't do And he, like, said, hey, you know what? I'm going to put my guys in the best position to succeed, not try to put them up against this guy that in one-on-one situations, Justin Jefferson just wins. He just wins. And he was not given that opportunity in this game, and and that could have made all the difference in this one as well. But play calling was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sequencing, fantastic. Every single thing about this, and as you mentioned, Daniel Jones, I think really did prove, hey, look, guy's got talent. Is, is he a top eight quarterback? Probably not, right? I mean, like, probably not. But if you're a top 12, 15 quarterback in the NFL, you, you're going to play a long time. You know, like you're going to play a long time because these guys are really, really hard to come by. He's made himself some money, that's mm-hmm. for sure, with the season that he's played this year under Brian Dable. And we talked about his rushing yards prop last week that we thought, hey, maybe he could get some designed runs. We know he's yep. going to have that scrambling ability. 17 carries, 78 yards on the ground. And and speaking to your point about Justin Jefferson, held it just one catch for four yards in the second half of that game. So really impressive what they were able to do mm-hmm. in both facets. We'll just see how they're able to match up with the Eagles come this weekend. Again, uh, Philly, a seven-point favorite in the game in total, a- 47. Seven and a half. Not just a rematch, but a three match, a three baby. Match. There it is. Yes, Who doesn't match. love yes. these divisional three, three matches? Yeah. Okay, we have Nick Whalen and Rotowire coming up next, but then we'll end the hour talking the AFC matchups coming this weekend. Stick around. Vsin final countdown. VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Just like our sauna of a studio today, football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. See what I did there? Bet Rivers, your go to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate the weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance, then extend the fun through the rest of the postseason with playoffs first touchdown insurance. Log on to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game for anybody who was not with us for the opening block. It is. Very warm in here. Yes, if you um, have the if you have the Vison Plus subscription, this is this is a first for me. I, I am I am jacket man through and through, and just not happening today. Can't every happen. segment, yeah. Matt Brown will lower a button. Just kidding, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, welcome back to Vison Final Countdown, talking through all things NFL. Also, going to get a little NBA flavor in our lives. We welcome in good friend of the show, Nick Whalen, senior analyst over at RotoWire at Whalen on Twitter. Except the L is a number one because he's number one in our hearts. Welcome in, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I mean, uh, great. I mean, uh, he's on the, the temperature in the studio. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll take a button or two down solidarity with you guys, but uh, you know, it's like 25 degrees here in Milwaukee. So no such issues. Oh yeah. You're oh. not feeling bad for us at all. Ooh. He's not feeling bad for our heat issues. I will take this actually over 25 degrees. <laughs> so I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm good with this for sure. Well, uh, let's talk with you while we have you because uh, we still one game to go in what was a very eventful and exciting wildcard weekend. Cowboys bucks head-to-head tonight. Any feel you have in this one tonight? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it feels like feels like the playoff field has only been set for a week, week that we've had like a month to prepare for this game because it felt like because it felt like the collision course really going all the way back, back to the beginning. Of you kind of always felt like Tampa Bay was going to eventually take care of business in the NFC South, and it, it never seemed all that likely that Dallas would end up usurping Philadelphia for the number one seeds. We've had, we've had a lot of, to think about this game, and Look, I, I know Dallas is kind of limping its way into the into the point. It's been well over a month since they put to put together, you know, a wrong uh, four quarter game. But at the same time, I, I've been a staunch anti-Tampa Bay guy all year. And one kind of sloppy win over the Carolina 
Yeah, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties with Nick Whalen. I know he does like Dallas in this mm. game. He trusts them at the two and a half. I was curious how he felt about it now that the number has gone to three. We'll try to reconnect our with him overheating real quick. Is what's going, our internet I think is, so. Our internet is overheating. Like All the things are happening around here. We can't even get a, a good connection because things are – I mean, our preview screen is broken. It's, it's crazy. It is funny. The yeah. way that the screen in here was dimming a little bit, it was almost like a lighter was on it, and it was just like, yeah. you know, getting it was. It was. Feeling. It was, yeah. So, yeah, we'll try to reconnect with Nick. That stinks. We'll see what's we'll see what's going on. Yes, he was on Dallas at at two and a half. And as we mentioned, there are some two and a half still available out there. They would be expensive two and a halves at this point because we have moved to three at a bunch of the books out there. So again, as we always say, do a little shopping around. It is worth it if you are wondering. It is worth it to pay the 115 on the two and a half that it would be to mm-hmm. to take the three. So just just keep that in mind whenever you're whenever you're kind of searching around out there. And I guess we can while we're while we're hanging on to see if Nick can join us mm-hmm. again. Um, just look at the lines ahead for the games coming up next weekend that are set already in the AFC. Chiefs coming off their opening week by earning the top seed an eight and a half point favorite against the Jags. Um, we already mentioned Philly a seven and a half point favorite hosting the Giants and the Cincinnati Bengals and Bills head-to-head Buffalo, a five-point favorite in that one, total going to be 50-and-a-half. And And the Bengals, we talked off the top of the show today, they beat the Ravens in in a thriller. Cincinnati, a team that I really thought should have dominated this game without Lamar Jackson, who, mind you, wasn't even there, which I found to be pretty interesting. When that Um, came through, that he was not traveling with the team, that – all but sealed the deal for what we were kind of speculating last week, that they're going to franchise him and then they're going to trade him. Like they're going to find someone who wants him and they're going to trade him because it's just, it seems like he at this point has, has given up. And I heard a bunch of people saying like, or maybe he stayed at home to rehab, you know, but like, I don't know, man, this seems like, this seems crazy to, to me. Right. I mean, I just don't know it. It's you want to be there. I I get it. If you're if you really were staying home because you were trying to rehab in case you won, that you'd be back next week. But his the way that the the way that his little tweet story yeah. was, it made it seem like he was not going to be better like anytime Correct. soon. It made it seem as if like no 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 this thing is is really bad and like I'm just not going to be able to give it a hundred percent. So if that were the case, at least be there and be like moral support on the sideline, mm-hmm. right? That's what I thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, that just further cemented it like you thought. And, I mean, even J.K. Dobbins was very vocal in his post game um, for a number of things. But mm-hmm. he said, if we had Lamar, we would have won. Um, and, like, he firmly believed that. He also firmly believed he should have gotten the ball instead of Tyler Huntley um, in that short yardage goal line situation that ended up leading to mm-hmm. the 98-yard fumble return touchdown that gave the Bengals life to be able to finish that game on top. Have we gotten a good – name for that yet is it like the i don't know uh, like, 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 there's got to be a good name for that like everything is sam hubbard's name going to be in it the hubbard hustle or something or whatever i don't know the, whatever we'll think about it we'll have something yeah, by like i like you it. certainly will have something by I'm like good. The end of i don't the show. have many yeah. skills but Listen, that is you'll one. have something you'll have something by the end <laughs> of the show for sure but uh yeah i mean that was that was absolutely wild i mean it i i honestly i think the ravens kind of outplayed they Cincinnati, did. I mean, the they outgave Cincinnati by 130 yeah. yards. Like, for a lot of that game, seems like they were outplaying them. They played the perfect style of game, too, like putting together these super long drives and just keeping that offense off the field. And there was one point, I think, where they said, like, of actual real time that Burrow had, like, not been out on the field for, like, 21 minutes or so, mm-hmm. whatever, like 20-something minutes uh, of actual real lifetime, not game time, obviously, but, like, real lifetime. And so it's – hard to stay kind of loose. It it was just, it really was. And it goes to this whole coaching thing that we've talked about all year long on this very program where we were like, hey, listen, I'm convinced, and there's no way to quantify this because there's no advanced stats. I'm convinced that Dayball is worth X amount of wins to this Mm -hmm. Giants team. And and I think that we've seen some different things play out. It also goes to this coaching staff that in this organization, just in general with the Ravens, right? I mean, completely ravaged by injuries, you don't have your starting quarterback. You had to play with a third-string quarterback along the way. It was hard to kind of, like, get any sort of anything really going as you had, as, as you were heading into the playoffs. And to be able to put up a performance like that was just really, truly a testament to Harbaugh and company. Now, that being said, he is not without fault in this game because I do believe that two-minute drill that he ran towards the end mm-hmm. was absolutely horrific. And, like, it was – 
I understand the whole philosophy of, well, we don't want to score too quickly to leave them too much time to go down and beat us with a field goal and all that. But, like, then again, at the same time, like, you're running you're running draw. Like, I mean, it was crazy. Like, the play calling, all that stuff. Like, I think there's a happy medium somewhere in between, and he did not hit that at all. And I think he completely botched the end of that game. That is, there's different philosophies on that. I know he thinks differently than I do, but I would just mm-hmm. – I would utilize as much time as humanly possible with a backer quarterback, no less, right? I mean, that's the other thing. It's like you're getting this, you're getting this quarterback out there that again doesn't have a ton of experience in this type of situation, and now you're putting in more pressure on him because now the clock mm-hmm. is just ticking down and shrinking and all of this, and you're asking him to make plays that he normally wouldn't make because like now you cannot take a sack no matter what, you can't do this because we're running out of time and. I just think that that was really, you know, with Lamar, maybe you get away with that. I don't think you do that with your backup quarterback. And, and you know, it ended up – I, I do think it ended up costing them. So now it's interesting because we have a rematch of the game that didn't get to be completed mm-hmm. to close out um, the regular season here. Um, Bengals, Bills. Bills a five-point favorite in this one. Neither team living up to expectations here in this wild card round. And I think Buffalo – a big reason why they had such a close call was because Josh Allen was making all of these mm-hmm. mistakes going back to the time when he was dealing with the the injured elbow. And you're like, okay, who is this guy? Throws two interception, has the lost fumble in the game and, and made it a much closer game than it should have been with the Dolphins after going up to the early lead. So with these two pitted against each other, what are just some of your early thoughts on on how they ma- match up? I Look, I do wonder how Cincinnati, and, and look, that's why I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't play this game. I thought the four and a half looked really intense enticing now it's all the way to five and I just it for me I don't know how they're going to overcome three starting offensive yeah. linemen now being down they lose another corner in the game like maybe maybe a linebacker as well that was at least that was nicked up I mean there's just a lot to overcome going on the road to play this Bills team and, and I get it that Josh Allen wasn't crisp and he was certainly wasn't sharp but there is just I think there's only just so much that you're able to to, to overcome whenever you're that shorthanded. Now, listen, they might come up with some fantastic, ridiculous game plan that I just, you know, that is completely out of anything that my mind can can, can grasp. But I just don't. I think it'll be a little bit too much in this one. Now, the point spread might be too much. Now, that that that's a different question, right? I mean, is the point spread too much? I just feel like Buffalo comes out on top in this thing. Okay, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. I just – I fully expected Buffalo to put on – just a, a significantly better performance against Miami than they did as a mm-hmm. two-touchdown favorite, and then they end up having such a close call because of just costly mistakes. Yep. Um, so it, I think it's more a matter of are they going to be able to limit the mistakes and the turnovers because of how critical that is. A little and, bit of news here. Ooh. Bill O'Brien yeah. is apparently being targeted at, for the offensive coordinator position for the Patriots. So they are going to go offensive mind this year for the offensive coordinator position, it seems like. Safe to say Bill O'Brien had a pretty nice weapon at Alabama yeah. this last little bit here with Bryce Young being his quarterback. So that uh, see if that ends up being a fit for him. Um, still lots of NFL talk on the way. Nick Whalen, we're going to try to reconnect with him in the commercial break. Don't, don't, uh, don't go anywhere. We like you here. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville.
Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown on a Monday live from Las Vegas. This segment of the program presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. And hey, everybody goes through times where they might need a change. And uh, I'm sure smokers and dippers out there can relate to that. Zen understands there is one right time to make that change. Everybody's timeline's different. Everyone's on their own journey. So if you feel like you're ready to take that step, Zen's there for you with the right strength and flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about checking it out, Zen.com, that's ZY N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here. And, you know, Matt, usually I am not a fan of talking to people on the phone. Uh, you know, if somebody calls me, I press it's ignore more often than not. It's just not. your generation. It's Everything a millennial is, it's thing. It's text. It's, it's, it's snap face <laughs> and all the things and TikToks and all those things. See, well, you're showing your age now. Yeah. Like, let's not get that far into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I am making an exception today because we are able to connect with our friend Nick Whalen, senior analyst over at RotoWire. Thank you for for reconnecting with us. Sorry that the Skype wasn't wasn't working out, uh, but happy to have you back. And you were starting to talk and convince us why Dallas is the play tonight against the Bucks. Continue on, my friend. <laughs> All right, I'll try to pick up right where I left off, Stormy. Um, yeah, I, I believe I was saying that you know, it feels like we've had some time to prepare for this matchup. We kind of knew it was coming, bubbling beneath the surface, and I'm not quite ready to, to buy back in on Tampa Bay. And if you look into a lot of the numbers, everything is going to point you toward don't bet against Tom, Tom Brady in a playoff setting. But 90% of that sample you know, came much earlier in his career, completely different context as a member of the New England Patriots. That is not the team that we have seen this year in Tampa Bay. I mean, they're the first team in over 20 years, guys, to even make the playoffs with fewer than five ATS wins during the regular season. This has not been a good team. This has not been a consistent team offensively. And I'm not ready to buy back in on Tampa Bay just because they put up 30 points on a Carolina defense that was starting two of the worst corners in the league. You know, I, I don't think hitting three deep balls to Mike Evans is enough to convince me that suddenly this offense has turned a corner in week 17 of the regular season when we have a four-month sample that tells us this is an average offense at best. So on the other side, of course, you know Dallas is coming in relatively cold, very little momentum. Dak has a pick at seven straight games. We know all those numbers. But I think as long as we don't get a complete implosion from Dak Prescott tonight, I think Dallas is going to have enough chances offensively. I think they'll easily get to you know, 24, 27 points. And honestly, with the defense that they have, I think that's enough. I think that's enough against Tampa Bay. I mean, they only have, what, two games all year in which they've scored more than 23 points. They scored 20 or fewer in 11 of 17. Uh, I, I trust the Dallas defense here. I really do. Nick, I know this isn't on your card tonight, but given the given how you're kind of looking at this, so if you're thinking Dallas kind of in that 24 to 27 range and that's good enough to win this game, would you be leaning then towards the under in this one if you had to play a side? I, I think so. I think I would. And, you know, like I said, it's not really on my card right now. I don't have a, a strong thought uh, on the total uh, as much as I do, you know, being pro-Dallas. But, yeah, I, I think it's mostly because I, I think the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers struggle on offense. And yeah, I'm seeing the total at 45-and-a-half right now on DraftKings. And I, I think there's a real shot that Tampa doesn't get to 20 points in this game. So, yeah, I think it could be, you know, 24-17, 24-20 Dallas, uh, which in that case would go just under. So, yeah, I think we get a defensive game, and uh, like I said, I think Dallas gets enough chances that even if the offense struggles, even if Dak does have an early turnover in this game like he has so many times over the last couple of months, I think over the course of four quarters, uh, the, the Cowboys' weaponry is going to win out. 
The winner of this game will get San Francisco. I know you're rooting for Dallas in this spot, but if you're the 49ers, who would you be rooting for on this Monday night game? Ooh, that, that, that is a good question, Stormy. I think I would rather play the Buccaneers, personally. I, I, you know, I think there's always the argument of, okay, you really want to you know, welcome a, a matchup against Tom Brady, but I, I do. I, I think this is you know, kind of for the same case that I just laid out, why I don't think Tampa is going to beat the Cowboys. You know, if I don't think they can beat Dallas, I sure as heck don't think they can go out and beat San Francisco on the road. I think this is a, a Niners team that is just rolling right now. You know, even when it feels like they're not playing that well, all of a sudden you look up and yet again they have somewhere between 33 and 38 points. That's just been automatic, uh, it feels like, over the last couple of months. So, uh, again, to, to me, you know, I know Tampa Bay has had like two and a half decent games offensively this year. And it, maybe if you catch them on the right day, you know, like, like Carolina did, um, that offense can look a little bit more explosive. But on the whole, I, I just haven't been impressed with Tampa Bay. And Dallas, even though they've been shaky, you at least know they have the playmakers. Nick, as we look at this thing as a whole, of course, Kansas City moves on and Philadelphia moves on via the bye. Of the teams remaining that we know are still out there, do you have a favorite? Is there any of these teams that you think is actually head and shoulders above any of the other ones? You know, it's a fair question and a really good question. I don't really think I have one team that I mm. say you know has to be the favorite right now. And look, I really like Cincinnati. If you're talking kind of Super Bowl values mm. coming into the postseason, I know they're they're seven to one right now. The issues on the offensive line, we'll see how big of a deal that is. But to me, I thought Cincinnati was maybe the best value bet if you're just trying to parse through that field because I think we have five really really good teams in the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Eagles and the Bengals, and, and you know, the AFC especially is just such a minefield. You know, the Bills and the Bengals having to play each other in round two, that is normally the game you would get in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So I, I think given the path, uh, looking forward, the Chiefs have to be the favorite just because they have the vastly easier round two matchup, whereas I view Bills-Bengals as, as close to a 50-50. You know, Chiefs-Jags is probably an 80-20 in favor of Kansas City. So I would give the Chiefs the nod, but just in terms of you know how I view these teams individually, I, I think Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, all very equal. And then you could say the same thing about San Francisco and Philly. Well, with that, um, we do have some set numbers for the matchups coming up in the divisional round. Bengals uh, getting five against the Bills. Eagles a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against the Giants. And Chiefs minus eight-and-a-half against Jacksonville. We'll still await, obviously, who's going to play San Francisco in this one. But when you looked at some of those numbers and they uh, when they first dropped, were there any that stood mm-hmm. out to you as worth making a play? You know, to be honest, I, I think – I thought Bengals Bills would be a lower number. I really did. I know it's at five on DraftKings. It's a little bit lower at some other books if you shop around. But um, I think you know again, there's some stock being put into yet another injury to that Cincinnati O line. They could be without three starters in this game, which is it's a big deal, absolutely. But I also don't really love the way that the Bills played yesterday against Miami. Um, you, know, you could say the same thing. You know, Cincinnati was was kind of on the ropes at times last night against Baltimore. But to me. That was more about Baltimore just doing a really good job defensively, playing keep away. Cincinnati only ran 54 plays in that game, whereas I thought Buffalo was pretty reckless, kind of unnecessarily reckless against the Miami team that if they had just kind of stuck to their guns, I think they would have been just fine against Skylar Thompson. They made that game a lot messier than they needed to. And as much as I love Josh Allen, as much as I love watching Josh Allen, I mean, the high-variance plays with Allen, I think almost something yesterday. And you can get away with that when you're playing the Miami Dolphins and Skylar Thompson. You can't get away with you know just handing seven points on a fumble to the Cincinnati Bengals. So right now I, I like the Bengals plus five. And look, you, got, you guys know I'm a Jags fan. I would love to come in here and say you know pound that Jags money line, but mm. uh, I think Jacksonville's probably in trouble at Kansas City on Saturday. Nick, we have two games that have not tipped off quite yet in the NBA. We got one here in about an hour with the Suns and the Grizzlies. Right now, Grizzlies are twelve and a half point home favorites there over the Suns, two thirty one is the total. Then uh, a little bit later this evening, we've got the Rockets and the Lakers, in which the Lakers, five-point home favorites there, 234, the total. Are you looking at anything in either one of these games? Yeah, I, I, I locked in Suns-Grizzlies a little earlier today at 10.5. I mean, it, it jumped a couple points, I think, under the confirmation that John Morant will, in fact, uh, likely play in this game. But Phoenix is still missing you know, Cam Johnson, campaign, of course, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. I mean, they're going to struggle to compete with any team's let alone a team like Memphis with that many guys out. So I'll still take the Grizzlies at that number. I don't certainly feel as strong about it. I actually like the under 229.5 in this game, and that's mostly because of the Suns. Um, you know, I would look into the Suns' team total as well, go under on that. I mean, they've gone under 100 points, guys, 
in five of their last seven. That does not happen very often in the NBA these days. And on top of that, you know, Memphis has been the best defense in the NBA over the last 10 games. Memphis 11-7-1 ATS as a home favorite. And then looking at that Rockets-Lakers game, the Rockets are a disaster, guys. And look, the Lakers haven't been a whole lot better, but I like the Lakers here. It's a back-to-back for both teams. Uh, you know, Rockets played at the Clippers. Lakers played at home last night, so you're not really worried about the travel. Houston's just 8-15 and 15 ATS on the road. They've lost 10 in a row straight up. It's not great, guys, when random players from other teams are, are like opining about how bad the Rockets are. Um, I mean, they, they've kind of separated themselves in this race to the bottom. So, look, it's not often that I come in here and, and stump for the L.A. Lakers, but uh, this is one of those nights. Good stuff, as always, Nick. Appreciate you, especially when I looked on your Twitter and had somebody ask you a couple days ago, is Nick Whalen alive? And you responded, no. So I was glad you picked up the phone. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> hey, of course, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, and, Surprise yeah. he's alive. 25 degrees up there? I know. It's Come cold. on. That would be the death of me. That would be, um, be game over for me. The Lakers, mind you, have dropped three in a row. But like Nick said, Houston on a 10-game losing streak and lost 15 of their last 16 straight up. So if there was an opportunity to bounce back, for the Lake Show, I think it would be tonight it would be at tonight. home. You, just throwing it out just, there. Just one, just one late game in the association tonight. Mm-hmm. So, got two screens. You don't have to worry about it. That's yeah. all you have. You Get it thing. going. Yeah. Um, I have a very important question to ask this guy to my right when we come back. And some prop watch in hour two for tonight's Monday Night Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.